Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor here and I'm uh, joined here by Caden and Brandon. We're going to be discussing the movie uh, Air. It came out earlier this year, about three months ago. In uh, March. Brand, uh, in March, yeah. Um, and just uh, kind of a fun movie, in my opinion, if you're a sports person. Yeah. Um, really cool story. Uh, it's probably a little exaggerated and dramatized, obviously. That's what movies do, but... Um, I, I really enjoyed, uh, honestly, Matt Damon in this movie. Kind of a crazed uh, NBA like player scout, honestly. Mm-hmm. Not really a scout played, for the team, but played the role of Sonia Vaquero. He was the talent, and yeah, he was like a talent scout for the uh, Nike organization when they were sort of new to the game, trying to um, sign someone on for a shoe deal and mm-hmm. make a brand. They had a budget of. Uh, 250k I don't know if that's exaggerated or what the exact details were um, but they were trying to get like three players under that budget to all sign to a shoot deal and it was pretty much preface around the whole origin story of Michael Jordan coming to Nike and signing that shoe deal becoming or the story behind Air Jordan and what it is today and how sort of revolutionary it was because it was the first time where an athlete was actually compensated for the gross sales of a product Mm. that had and advertised his name and his likeness and his image um like you said overall fun movie rated very high we've got 92 percent 98 percent um via rotten tomatoes yeah via rotten tomatoes very very um what's the word i'm looking for experienced i guess veteran way for lack of better terms uh cast from Jason Bateman to Johnny Damon to Viola Davis to Marlon Wayans was even in it. Uh, Chris Tucker was in it too. Ben Affleck. So ben Affleck was in it. And the cool thing about this movie is you actually never see Jordan like yeah. Jordan once. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like it's not. It's not. A, it's not so much. About, it's not about him. Yeah. Uh, you know, like this was actually just trying to showcase the people that like definitely were just never even broadcast yeah. or shown any kind of attention when it actually happened. But now that it's such a massive, prevalent thing, like Jordans are everywhere, like Michael mm-hmm. Jordan is an icon and a massive figure. One of the highest grossing shoes you know, why, ever. Why not tell a story mm-hmm. about how the shoe came to be? And it was such a beautiful story, too. It was. And very, very fulfilling, in a way, for also, again, lack of better terms. Even like you said, it's very good for sports fans, but even if you're not a sports fan... Mm. still worth the watch and everybody knows who Michael Jordan is everybody knows the shoes even if you know the shoe rather than the player or the player rather than the shoe you know the name Michael Jordan Mm. and everybody loves a good story everybody loves an American story and this sort of goes along that line um, following that tradition cool thing about it is like at the time when this deal before this deal happened Nike was in the fucking gutter Mm -hmm. they were last to the fucking litter Uh, they, they they were the runt yeah. of Adidas, Converse, you name it. Um, but this is the deal that kind of set them apart from everyone else. Obviously, you were talking about the first athlete to ever kind of get his own gross sales, like a percentage of every shoe. He was able to acquire yeah. massive amounts of generational wealth from that, which it's not only because he deserved it, but it's because they believed in him to go and expand their brand to godly proportions. And we mm. all know that Nike is uh, you know, probably the biggest brand on planet Earth when yeah. it comes to sportswear and shoes. Honestly, just clothing game in general. Like everyone knows, oh, like the. Swoosh, I mean, that's Nike. You've like, seen that swoosh before. The, the Drake music video. You saw the exactly. Nike compound. Mm-hmm. Like you know how iconic Nike is mm-hmm. in general. And you see Mac Miller. The jet has a song. Nike's on my feet. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's such an iconic. R.I.P. Man. Yeah. Rest in peace, Mac. Mac bro. 
He's an iconic brand. But even, not even Nike, but just Air Jordan in general. And mm -hmm. just the story behind Sonny Vaquero, Vincent Vaquero is his name, nickname is Sonny. Um, and his, and how he sort of brought this to life. And yes, what we keep saying, it was exaggerated. Um, but I, f I really feel like this was one of Matt Damon's better performances um, that I've seen from him. Uh, just because I'm not... I mean, we all know Matt Damon, obviously, as Jason Bourne and his other roles and whatnot. This, this was is, a this is a more human-like yes. experience. Yes, and especially with, I mean, just me being a fan of sports, basketball, Michael Jordan, storylines, everything about it interests me. It was definitely fulfilling, again, to see that type of, I guess, role from him, yeah. if that makes sense. Because you don't see that often no. from Matt Damon by any means, but another thing I'd like to point out... Probably one of my favorite parts of the of the movie, and you know what? Despite what people think about Ben Affleck as like a human being and shit, um, he directed this movie. Um, not only that, but he played Phil Knight, mm. which I guess is like the CEO, CEO of Nike, yeah, and like the founder. founder at the time, yeah. Um, and he was funny, like he, he was, was he was he was like the comedic relief for me in this movie because like it, it was all kind of like a like not like it, I don't want to say it was all kind of a joke, but like it had like a funny kind of vibe to the yeah. whole was movie. Was it the Buddhism? It, it it may have been, but and he, the Buddha quotes. Honestly, it was for me. It was when um, he's like, "Oh fuck it, just do it." Yeah. Like you know, and he's like, "You gotta just you gotta spend money to make money at the end yeah. of the day." And, and the, the craziest thing is how Matt Damon's character just uncannily predicted this entire thing mm -hmm. and to come out to be the greatest basketball player Which, of all time. Again, that might have been exaggerated, yeah. like the talk of him. My son's gonna go to win championships and shit like that. But his mom probably did yeah, genuinely said some shit along those lines. I guarantee. I feel like every mother should believe that. But though. at the same time, you know, maybe maybe Sonny did spot you know Michael yeah. and but like even then Michael didn't want to like apparently didn't even want to have a meeting with Nike yeah, and they had to finagle their way in doing the old fashioned way by going yeah. and talking to Mama Bear and she kind of had to approve the whole thing because he predicted how those meetings were going to go I thought that was cool that was probably my favorite part of the movie yeah he's like just do me a favor when the guy comes up to you he has slicked back hair and he's like your son's going to be on these on this wall but like Nike wanted to make it all about him uh -huh. and they created like literally an embodiment of Michael Jordan yeah, and, they, and a brand they and his mom even brought up Viola Davis playing his mom brought up shout out to her she's a she's she, great she played that great and there's I don't think anyone else could have played that role so she she just had that intensity and that seriousness mm -hmm. with it but she was saying like why is my son gonna still be held behind Larry Bird and Magic Johnson you know cause that's what uh, Adidas was trying to do yeah or I think it was Adidas. Or Converse. Yeah. Converse. It was Converse. It was Converse. I was doing that. Then Adidas was the Germans, and he was like, yeah, these are what the uh, Germans are going to sell uh, you. Was that, was that Puma? No, no, it was Adidas. Okay. Puma yeah. wasn't in this. Yeah. Um, so that was, and I, I I believe it sort of went along the lines of something like that. Because not too long ago, I would probably say two or three months ago, um, Vincent Vaquero, the scout that uh, Matt Damon played in the movie, he was on the Dan Patrick show. After the movie released, Dan Patrick was interviewing him, and he was talking about it. It was very cool to hear that insight, and then come and then watch the movie as mm -hmm. well. Um, I'm not sure if you'd be able to pull up that clip at all. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere yeah. or something, but definitely check that out because he sort of touches on the story and what it was like actually interacting with Michael Jordan's mom, mm -hmm. and the same type of intensity that she had real life in person that Viola sort of portrayed in the movie. And they gave a lot of credit to her in it as well. Um, one person that 
I don't know. I was kind of iffy about his role um, was Jason Bateman and who we played in it. Um, he was funny here and there, but then he had like weird moments of him talking yeah, about like his divorce like, and stuff. You, what the hell? It was just forced. Like yeah. I get you had to storytell and give context, but it was just very weird and corny. But I guess they had to show like him like he played Rob Strasser and like I guess they had to show him and Rob's friendship. But like yeah. I imagine that's not how that went in real life. I'm not going up to you and saying, Yo, bro, I'm in like I, I'm in crippling debt. Yeah, my like, wife's fucking gone, bro. My <laughs> wife left me wife's, for... Wife's well, I mean, shit. Well, I mean, maybe it was because... I mean, he was starting to give away everything that he had, too. Just like Vaquero was trying to make this deal work with Jordan. They were staying overnight at the place, working yeah. on this hours. I might have fucked him up then. Like, you're just sitting there with your dude. I don't know. Some guy's a little, little weird like but that. Like, start bringing up his... No, trust me. Like, I, I get, like, having a moment with your homie. But, like... The way they portrayed it, it was yeah. just like out of the blue. He's yeah, like, yeah, "Yo, right, bro, right. I have to visit my daughter every Saturday now." Yeah. Like, bro, okay. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, have a drink with that. the guy first, maybe. Mm. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's just my level. impression. But I, I, again, cool, cool cast. Yeah, cool it cast. Was. Jason. A lot Bateman. of names, you know. Yeah, Jason Bateman's was, a good actor. Even I'm kind of surprised they were able to fit all these names on a on a budget relatively small. I feel like. It definitely is a small budget. You were talking for, about how it was seventy to ninety million. They're not going to fully disclose it. Like you were, we were talking about this off mic. Yeah, like, but for the names that you have on the cast, for the story, for what you're trying to get out to the, I mean, the general population is something that you can't really fuck up. Like you got to make this right, and you got to put the right people in it. And I agree. For I mean, I don't, I don't know how they did. It. I mean, kudos to them, I guess, for getting those names in that budget, but. Also, I'd like to shout out to Ben Affleck for directing this. He got, um, uh, he didn't get a Best Director Oscar when he should have for um, Argo. He directed that movie, I think it was 2011, and it's a great movie. It got Best Picture, but not Best Director. Mm-hmm. One of the only times that's ever happened, and I was like, how, like what? It makes but no sense. It doesn't. It, it, the, how can the movie be what? the best movie, but the director not get the what Best was Director? was Best Director that year? I don't remember, but I know it was a massive controversy. Yeah. So if you do your research, just check out Argo first of all. But he's a really good director. The movie was like paced well, and it didn't ever feel boring. No, not at all. Um, it had corny lines here and there, but it's also distributed by Amazon, so it had to be, I guess. But another person I wanted to shout out real quick is Chris Messina. He was in a movie in 2010 called Devil. Um, it was about literally people trapped in an elevator, and mm-hmm. like, it was really cool actually. Mm-hmm. He was he was like the cop in that, but he was kind of like the main character. And the, um, he was funny as, as yeah. um, David Falk in this. He, <laughs> he was would get out of pocket, man. Very out of pocket. That's something I was thinking to myself. Like, I could actually see this being said in real life. Too. I can. There's some lawyer like, cock. Yeah, you know? especially in the sports world and shit. But I feel like. I don't know much of his work. I haven't seen much of his work, but he Not played much. that role well of that snobby dickhead, <laughs> like lawyer, sports agent, you know. But uh, my my favorite Chris, and I think the funniest guy in the whole movie, Chris Tucker. Oh, played a, played, a, played a great role in this movie. I think he played kinda, that brother role yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like the uh, like a priest almost. And I, I liked that uh, that dynamic he had with everyone on screen. It was always just you know when something was going wrong and. You know, kind of talk his way out of the situation. You know, put set some light on any situation he's in. I kind of like that. Uh, that that sense of comedic relief that he brought. It's it's cool that you brought him up. And one thing that I kind of wanted to say, like, it's really sad how old all these people have gotten. Yeah. Mm. From Friday, especially now, Matt Damon. Holy shit! I don't know if yeah. he like because no. I was looking at pictures of Sonny Vaquero and like I mean, no, was, I mean like no disrespect, he wasn't like a 
in shape, like exactly. ripped person. He was a little like bad body in a way. So I don't know if he had to get into like that type of shape to feel that. But you go back to even twenty eighteen, The Martian. I mean, Matt Damon. That was a good movie. Holy shit, that was a good looks movie. a little like, old even yeah, than that. Even the face. Um, but he still is Matt Damon, bro. He's just always going to deliver that great performance. Another guy that looks really rough, in my personal opinion, is Ben Affleck. Um, played a real, like, again, I, I, I love Ben Affleck. Rough too. But, yeah, yeah, Chris Tucker also just looks old. Marlon Wayne doesn't look bad. No, no, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on these people by any means. It's just <laughs> genuinely, like... Hey, they would agree, too. You know, I... I it's it sucks to see like I grew up watching Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Viola Davis just doesn't crack. She still looks fucking great, obviously. But I just thought it was interesting to to see like damn like this is the type of movies we're gonna see from these guys now mm. because they're not gonna be able to do those you know like intense thrillers. Which, and, it's bittersweet in a way. It is because now we get like these new actors and actresses stepping up to the plate, like Tom Holland's and Daya. Yeah, know, well, not even so much that Timothy Chal- uh, Chalamet or whatever. It's, it's cool to still see these actors that we've grown up with still expand and be yes. versatile and able to f- be themselves and still perform to yeah. a high level in these roles that maybe we are not accustomed to seeing them. Then. I agree with you there. Like, their their range is expanding because they have to adjust with not only their age, but, like, with the times. Like, mm-hmm. there's a new wave of, like, those types of movies they were doing back in the day, and now they can make something just as good, if not better. And I, I really like, did like Air. I think that's one of my favorite Ben Affleck, Matt mm-hmm. Damon duo movies besides, obviously... Um, Gosh, how am I drawing a blank on this? Goodwill Hunting, one of my mm, favorite movies of all time. That. Oh my gosh, we gotta watch that. Okay. It'll you'll cry. Yeah. You'll you'll fucking cry, bro. Oh, shit. But it has one of the best scenes in cinema history, in my opinion. And I'm I'm just gonna quote it for you, Matt Damon. He's like, "You like apples? I got a number. How about them apples?" And it was just it was fucking okay. it, just great, bro. It's a '90s movie, bro. But like it it works, and you get to see their dynamic, and then you're like, "Damn, it still works." 30 years later okay. type of shit and yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. cool because they came up together Ben Affleck and Matt oh, Damon okay. they, they wrote that. that movie they wrote uh, they did a couple other projects together like um, The Town which is a really good heist movie 2010 but like through the past 30 years they've always been in movies together and shit even um, Ben Affleck's little brother Casey Affleck who's kind of despised now but he got an Oscar for Manchester by the Sea in like, I think 2017 but just something to I guess think about they've been working together for a long time it's cool they came together and told this story yeah. in this way and um, it's definitely probably an iconic story to a lot a lot of people definitely a lot of people that this Michael Jordan story in general Michael Jordan anything around Michael Jordan or Nike if you're into fashion or if you're just generally a human being that's been active online in the past five years or if, if that bro I mean any, like you said anyone should know who Michael Jordan is but um, I think this is a cool story to like broadcast like you know Michael Jordan was a phenomenal athlete but mm. these people really cared about his game and what he was going to impact the world with and they trusted him and they gave him the first one of one type deal of yeah. all time and now look at him he's he owned the Hornets for a while he just sold it and made a great profit off that he is one of the richest humans probably ever and it's because of this deal and his, I think that's a big focal his, point uh, his ownership stake I believe is I don't know if it's been, I don't know if anyone's claimed the bid yet, but it was up for bid of like north of three billion with a B dollars. Mm. And this is crazy. And I guarantee you, 
this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for this Air Jordan deal and the shoes and the money he's still getting to this day because of it. Granted, you know, if he signed with Adidas or Converse, the deal probably would have been massive. He still probably would have made his a, a decent, if not a crazy amount of money. Mm-hmm. But do you think he would have got the, no. the the deal he got with Nike? No. No. And he wouldn't be the name he is today. He wouldn't have... The, he wouldn't have had the impact, I don't think. I know Nike already existed, but he made Nike. Yeah. Like, yeah, he literally yeah. made Nike. They sort of made each other, in yeah. a way, and to a, be honest with It you. was a mutual partnership that, honestly, worked out for everybody. Everybody. And, like, <laughs> it all, I mean, from what the movie sort of portrays and what I took away, 90% of it is all credit to his mother. Yeah. And, yeah. Just what she saw in his, her son and what she believed in him and how she was able to negotiate and how she stood her ground. And I loved just, when she was like, I think there was a clerical error. You, you didn't say that we were going to get a gross income of each shoe sold because you are, in a sense, selling a part of my son in like a weird kind of way to say that. But like each shoe is literally Michael Jordan and like exactly, what he yeah. stands for and what he plays for. No matter if it's a fucking the Nike sh- like Jordan shorts yeah. or like the short Jordan socks like that's Michael mm-hmm. Jordan like you don't say Nike socks you say Jordan socks yeah. mm-hmm. you say yo I'm wearing I'm wearing Jordans right now like yeah. uh, that's just how it is and like honestly kind of it's rightfully so if you're mm-hmm. selling something after mm-hmm. a person that represents a person that is kind of a person they should get a profit from it exactly. good to mention in songs everything absolutely and it's good that he got honestly in a sense kind of. Not a complete ownership of each sale, but yeah, mutual a, a, agreement, like a said. good portion. Like he still has legitimate ownership over his product and and him. Mm-hmm. Like that's him, you know. And that, that was pretty cool that they were able to kind of show that and, and tell this story in that kind of way. And I like when Matt Damon was giving that speech, and he's like, "The people in this room, no one's gonna remember us. We're gonna be forgotten once you walk out the door." Yeah. But what can happen is you can transcend to a different level here if you sign <clears> this deal. And I just thought that that was a fucking that was powerful. Yeah, like, that was speech he had. Yeah, and I, I bet you that was verbatim too, if not very close to it. Because I mean, especially with Ver- Sonny Vaccaro still being alive, they, they he had definitely, to... yeah, he definitely had a say in this, and he would have made sure that he. I think they. My memory is not the best, but I think they touched on it too in the interview with Dan Patrick as well. Mm. My and the one thing that really, one scene that really stood out to me, and it just goes to show uh, this. The scout Vaquero that the role that Matt Damon played, his role in sort of just starting all this and being the fa- like he he was the founder behind Air Jordan and all because he was watching tape and saw that one play in the title game where he hit that shot. You have this generational talent. Um, I forget his name. Why can't I think of the name? It, what, was it Patrick Ewing? It may have been. I I'm not sure. I don't know if it was Patrick. I should know this. I'm having a brain fart. But it was Stockton a part of that. No, it was it was a it was a big man. He, they had a center, um, center power forward that was supposed to be number one pick in the draft or like generational talent in a couple of years from now and player of the year. Like everyone's expecting him to get this ball. And the coach, legendary coach of all time. Uh, I can't even think of his name now. I'm having a fucking brain fart. Um, James Dean is that his name. It was something like that. Last name's Dean, I know that. I won like four state titles. I'm going to beat myself up for this, but putting... And he was going through it at the time. They touched on it in the movie. He wasn't having the best um, success in college Mm -hmm. basketball. He was on the hot seat, went through some controversy, and he put everything on the line in a freshman, in Michael Jordan, and put all his trust in him. Drew up the play for the big man, the star I was talking about, to be the 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 decoy, the bait. 
And the whole time Michael Jordan is calling for the ball, he was talking on his poise, his how relaxed he was. He was just sitting on it, waiting for a ball came to him. Sinks it. face just sinks it. Like he was he was ready for it. He knew that was gonna happen. And that moment on, you just see the that moment where he comes to that realization in the movie. And they the the drama behind it, the way Matt Damon sold it, everything was just spot on with it. They they the performances sold me. Like the acting is not what would make this and it has great reviews and I think anyone who watches this would find solace and like you're like oh this is really you know this is a good story I'm glad this is mm-hmm. I'm glad I know this now you know because like I'm sure anyone anywhere has owned or has put on something Nike 100%. so like even if you're just a Nike person like go check this movie out if you haven't it's it's not long um I, I think it's like an hour and a half and, and it didn't feel forced that uh-uh. Other than, you know, that Rob Strasser stuff where he was talking about, like, the divorce yeah. and stuff, like, I, I just feel like, um... I wonder how many bloopers that had. <laughs> probably a lot of... Probably a lot. <laughs> they probably had to shoot that probably six or seven times just because, you know, it's just kind of a weird, corny combo. Yeah. But... Yeah, I know a lot of people have their reservations with Nike now because of the whole China thing and this and yeah. that, but... I mean, at the end of the day, it's a movie, and... And this isn't really... I shouldn't this, say this is a Nike movie. This yeah, it's a, not. It has really. It doesn't really have much to do with Nike at all. I mean, yes, it has Phil Knight and the Nike Scout and the Nike founder and all these people involved with Nike. That's just because, at the time, that's what Michael signed with, and that's the brand yeah. that it is. You know, that's the name. And, obviously, back then, there was no type of fucking China controversy. Nothing like this going on yeah. with Nike at the time. It was um, still so, kind of like a... F- so if you have some building. type of reservations about this movie with that, then just fucking kick dirt. Watch the movie. Like it's a good story, especially if you're a sports fan and Michael Jordan fan, basketball fan, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's good. Like you said, it's something that's good to know. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. You can't you can't hold what's going on now in this real world that's kind of on fire, if we will, um, quite literally over here in yeah. Canada and stuff. And uh, gosh, that's a whole topic, but. Honestly, for what it is, it's just a story being told, and they're trying to show what these people in history were able to accomplish, and they possibly did the biggest deal in sports history ever. I mean, when you think about, you know, Air Jordan, yeah. and just, I mean, that's just... Well, every, everybody's starting to get their own shoes now, and they're... But will it ever be as impactful as oh, Jordan? No, no, never will be. Nike was in the gutter. It was yeah, shit. Never will be, but it's at. just the fact that he was the, I guess, the trailblazer, if you will, for... Having opening the gateway for these players that have their likeness and their name and their image be profited from being on the shoes and these clothing lines and their products and shit like that. No, I really think Air Jordan 1 might be the greatest shoe of all time. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it probably is. Design, everything about it. I, mm-hmm. I mean, to this day, I, I would still turn <coughs> retro Air Jordan over any shoe. Yeah. If I'm, maybe not so much for comfort and feel and all that yeah. shit, but just how it looks and mm-hmm. what always comes with it. But it's definitely, I, I think if you're just into movies, looking for, you know, just a good time, maybe chilling with the homies. So we were all just chilling, having a good time, had some dinner. Um, but definitely watch it. It's uh, it's worth it, for sure. But out of ten, I'd probably give this movie, I'd probably give it a nine. Like, it was enjoyable. It was, I didn't really find anything crazy wrong with it. Um, and normally I, I can. I was able to sit through it and just enjoy it. So I... And maybe it's because I'm a big sports person, but I just thought that this was a, a meaningful story, so I, I I give it a nine out of ten. I uh, I give it an eight, seven point five out of ten. I didn't think it was too bad. Uh, I think it was a, a little bit drawn out, just just because you know, I, I don't know. It's like uh, 
like like Matt Damon, he like, that dude. Some of the scenes, he was just busting, bro. Like watching yeah. those highlights. Yeah, he was. That's what you gotta have. Yeah. That's you gotta yeah, have yeah. that. And I bet you he was the same way, like the real yeah, life yeah. scout back then. And like you gotta be like that when you when you're someone that's crazy and you're just sitting in the wee yeah. hours of the night watching tape, you know, and your whole yeah. life is dependent on getting this person to sign this deal. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, you're definitely. I I agree with you on that. But it was. I didn't let it really deter me too much. I'm still gonna rock with Trevor. I'm giving it a nine out of ten. It's nothing, nothing about it. Just I was, I was when I was watching it, there wasn't one moment I'm like, okay, what, what, what's this? Like, I yeah. don't like this. Like I didn't like that scene. I didn't like what he. Well, besides like you said, that one awkward scene. Like other than that, it was just a good time. It was really. It really was, and I, I, I didn't. Again, like you said, there was nothing crazy wrong with it for me. Um, there, there was some corny parts about it, but again, it's Amazon, so just expect that. But good story, good pacing, good directing, cool soundtrack. Yeah, very um, good soundtrack. That's just, something we had touched on. Just, uh, just a fun movie and I, that I will be purchasing on hard copy. Like that's something I do want to add to my collection because I really do enjoy Matt Damon's his like his like real life biopics. Like he was in Ford v Ferrari. I know that was an exaggerated movie. movie. Caden loves that movie. We'll definitely do a review on that. I didn't um, see that. I wanted to. It's really good, it. bro. It's so I'll make sure to watch that. With us, for sure. Okay. Do a little movie night. That'd be sick. Okay. Um, but again, thank you everyone for tuning in to this review on air. It, it was a really fun movie, I think, for all of us. We didn't have too many gripes about it. And I think if you're into Nike, sports, just film in general, I think this is something that you could kill some time with and actually find some enjoyment and maybe learn something or two. But uh, anything else you guys wanted to add before we sign it off? Sempre Milan. Oh my god. There you go. <laughs> this dude does a, like a, a football outro every time. But uh, take care, everyone. Peace.